a song, a book, and a dish. On 702. Well, I don't know what you're going to be doing this weekend, but my next guest is, well, she'll tell us in a moment. She's going to sit back on a couch and watch the global premiere of her latest TV show, or maybe she's seen it enough times. My guest is a lead character in a new TV show that's about to be premiering globally. This will be on Sunday. It's called The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. It's yet another chapter in the truly remarkable career of Leslie Ann Brunt, grew up in Cape Town and has starred in a number of top series in the United States and done many other things besides. She's got interesting plans ahead and she's with us on 702 Drive. Leslie Ann, welcome. Thanks so much for your time. Oh, so happy to be here. Thank you. Tell me tell me when 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 you are when your show is premiering. Do you do you have a watch party? Do you uh, sit on the couch with friends? Do you hide behind the couch? What what do you how do you do it? Uh, because I know you must have seen it, but I guess each time you watch it w- would be different and I would think it's particularly different when you know millions of others are watching it at that moment too. I have only seen the first episode and that was at the premiere actually and okay. I typically don't like to watch I don't like to watch myself I'll put I'll I'll say that um and I don't have a watch party for that reason I think I'm just um I prefer to if I if I I don't even think I've seen the last if season of Lucifer um and I don't know what that is. I think I just prefer to have my work live in my head and knowing what I did on on set. Yes. But I did get to see the first episode of the show at the premiere with Denai and Andy and Scott and some of the original cast from the Mothership series, Norman Reedus. And, um, and it was wonderful to, ha- you know, just to be a part of the world. It's huge. Yes. It's a, the show's been on air for 12 years, I think. Yeah, tell tell me this. I mean, ca- the characters you play you play in uh, this series coming up in Lucifer, very very intense, uh, uh, a harsh uh, post apocalyptic world in so many instances. What do you do when you come uh, home from a day's shooting with that level of intensity, but also that level of uh, I would think disjuncture from uh, what I hope is your normal life. <laughs> Well, Lucifer, I shot here in Los Angeles. So as soon as yes. I drove off the lot from Warner Brothers, uh, you know, I go into mommy mode. I'm picking my yes. son up from school. I'm making dinner. I'm just a <laughs> regular mom, <laughs> you know, walking my dogs. Um, we shot the ones who live in uh, New Jersey, uh, Clifton, actually very close to New York City. So you know, I was away. I was on location. I get into my routine. Yes. Uh, I work out. I, you know, prep my work for the next day. Um, and, you know, do Zoom meetings, etc., for my other projects. And often I was in New York City, you know. I just, I love New York City so much. Yeah. So, Doing stuff um, you yeah, when you're on location. Totally. When you, when you, when you are there, when you're on location, I have free time, which is something I don't really have uh, day to day (laughs) at home. Yeah. Let's, let's go way back. Let's go, go back to Athlone in, uh, in Cape Town. At, at what point in your life did you realize that uh, hmm, maybe this acting thing is first of all, I suppose something I would really enjoy. You know, 
here's the thing. I think I, I'm so excited seeing what's coming out of South Africa now that just we have so much talent. And, you know, Spinners, I'm a huge fan of that show. I think yes. what they've done there is, is wonderful. And, um, and, and, Across the board, directing, writing, acting, you know, we, we just have such a plethora of talent. So when I was growing up, that wasn't, you know, that was not so readily available to me. Mm. Um, I grew up in Athlone. Um, you know, you could say I was a bit of a performer when I was a, a child because I, you know, I sang in the choir and I um, just was always very animated. But my parents were simply just trying to provide for their family and, you mm. know, uh, take, take care of us. Um, I didn't think that this was something that I could do, I, to put it that way. I was always a bit of a character, but I didn't think that this would be what I did for a living. That being said, uh, I, I never, a lot of my friends sort of uh, figured out towards the end of high school, oh, this is what they were into, you know, tourism mm. or... Uh, uh, they were going to go into finance, etc. But I definitely was sort of not one of those kids. I I think I realized I wasn't supposed to sit in an office with four walls, right? Um, but I didn't know what that thing was. And it wasn't until I actually moved to New Zealand uh, about two weeks after I matriculated, and I started uh, just doing commercials and sort of. I always think I I. I I thought of myself as a bit of an odd child growing up. You know, I would practice yes. accents in in my room to myself in the mirror. You know, so there, yeah. So there was, <laughs> yeah. and so that there was something there, but I, I, I didn't think, oh, go to drama school, and this is something you can actually do for a living. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. no, it's interesting. Um, but but there was clearly, and, and I, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say. I mean, there was clearly something taking shape there. And 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 it might have come out in some other way, uh, but but acting yeah. is is where you found yourself there. Yeah, I found a group of just people who, you know, are I don't know. That's my community, you know, like exploring ideas and human stories, and and also it's where I felt the most free, yeah. to be honest. Um, and and I. I had a casting director pull me aside in New Zealand and she said in her very thick New Zealand accent, you know, you've got to take this seriously. Yeah, and <laughs> you, you can, have. You, and, you and, can do this for a living. And uh, and that was sort of the start of it. Yeah, I found classes and just people I connected with and started reading plays and, you know, from there it sort of spiraled into this wonderful career I've had so far. So I've got a checklist of things I have to ask you about. Uh, songbook dish. So yes. let, let's start with the dish. And you are uh, uh, passionate about health and wellness. You, you're a vegetarian. Yes. What, 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 you've given a broad thing. Middle Eastern food, Mediterranean cuisine. Is, is that something that you've, you, you got into a while back? Or uh, is it relatively uh, recently your favorite food? Of course, you live in a country where uh, there's plenty of food to choose from. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, and that is, if you want to be healthy, this is the place to eat, you know. Right. So I, I, uh, I don't, I have not eaten meat since I moved here. Okay. Uh, which was about 14 years ago. Um, 
And I think I just, I approach my health and Middle Eastern food is great for me because it's got just, there's so many choices, you know. Um, but it, I, I think we actively choose to how we age and the quality of life we'll have. Right. Uh, there's a, we get to a point in our lives where we are making active decisions about like, what is that next sort of half of our life going to feel like? What is our bodies going to feel like? What is our sort of mental health going to look like, you know? So I do incorporate that into my life. Um, and my, my, my fridge is probably about, you know, 80% veggies on any given day and fruits, so, just healthy sort of food. So tell me about your bookshelf because your book you've chosen, uh, it's a novel, History of a Pleasure Seeker by uh, Richard yeah. Mason. It's a 2011 uh, novel. Some people might be familiar with it. Do you read? Do you read? Uh, tend to read a lot of fiction and, and does that connect to your work or is that uh, just a pure pleasure? Yes and no. I do love characters that are interesting. And I think that book in particular. So fun fact, Richard is actually South African and he, uh, he cast me in a pilot I did a couple of years ago called History of a Pleasure Seeker. It was actually the novel itself. And I love the character of Pete Barol because you know, it's set in Amsterdam. It's this very kind of salacious character who moves into a family and moves in with a family to help their son. And, but, as the title sort of gives away, he is someone who seeks pleasure in life, yes, you know, yes. and, and he stirs it up with the family and sort of helps them, I don't know, just remove the stick from their bum, <laughs> I suppose, and be freer in their yes. own lives. And, um, but I do love interesting characters. Um, and may, perhaps that's why I'm drawn to, to fiction in that way, because you get to just bring in, uh, ideas and sort of themes that perhaps seem less believable in nonfiction. Although I would say there's some real characters in nonfiction books too. So Leslie Ann Brown, thank you so much for sharing with us your song, your book, your dish. Best of luck for The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. We're going to keep a close eye on all the other things you've got plans for, the other things you're going to do. We're going to play out with the song that you've chosen uh, for your song on a song, a book and a dish. This is a song that barely needs any introduction. Whitney Houston, <laughs> I Will Always Love You, from 2011, went on to win a Grammy. But, Leslie Ann Brunt, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Your way, so I'll go, but I know. I'll think of you every step of the way.